You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to, oh my God, this podcast is still happening. Testing, testing, is this thing on? Yes, it's me, and we're here. This is Sobriety with me, Ari Eastman. I I owe you guys an apology. I have not been consistent, and... um. I have posted on social to like let people know the when the podcast is not airing and um, that's on me and I know that's not a great way to grow a, a podcast and a project and something that I do care about but you know things have been kind of difficult lately um, in my personal life with things going on. I mean I'm okay. You don't have to be worried about me. My sobriety is intact. I'm healthy all of those things but um you know there's just been things going on with the people that I love and I think that when you host a podcast especially a solo podcast where you open up and you talk about your life it can be hard when you are in the midst of going through things or watching people go through things because there are plenty of uh stories and topics and emotions that are not for public consumption and um I have always been, for better or for worse, the person who comes on to social media platforms and, you know, makes content that is very much about my life and what I'm going through. And I have found that sometimes it's better to have space before you talk about things and to have time, which makes it a little bit difficult to record things in real time because I don't want to act like everything is hunky-dory, but I also don't want to uh, give away things that are personal. Um, I know that was all very, very vague, but um, the point is, I'm okay, I'm fine, um, but you know, things are hard, and I think the holidays can be hard, um, and that actually is honestly a, a good lead-in, because I want to do an episode sort of about the holiday season as a sober person. I mean, the holidays are hard, just period. It doesn't matter if you are sober or not, they can be hard. The holiday season is like a Dickens novel, you know, it it's the worst of times, it's the best of times. Like, on one hand, you've got a lot of twinkly lights, um, and I just love twinkly lights. I have really distinct memories as a child of being mesmerized by lamp stores. Just, you know, just stores with lamps and lighting. Um, Very magical, those places. For some reason, I just, I would walk by a store that sold lamps, and I'd be like, I want to go to there. Honestly, the same thing with the lighting section at Home Depot. I hated Home Depot as a kid. My mom is a super crafty, handy-dandy lady. I mean, she by herself built a chicken coop in our backyard. She's always refurbishing furniture, just like very good at building things. She did not pass that trait on to me. Um, You want some parody song lyrics? I got you. Um, You want me to build a bookshelf? I don't got you. But whenever she would drag me to Home Depot, and I just hated being in Home Depot, the only thing that would make it really bearable was I would walk through the lighting section, and I would just look, and I would be like, "This, look at, look at, look at, look, look at all this beautiful light around me." You know, it felt like Disneyland, you know, but without like the anthropomorphic woodland creatures that were just staring you down. Um, so, so on one hand, holiday season, great because there's lots of twinkly lights. On the other hand, um. It also can have a lot of sadness, and I feel like for some reason things can go wrong a lot during the holidays. I don't know why that is. It's like this very weird juxtaposition 
to the beautiful twinkly lights, like people dealing with a lot of turmoil and grief. It's like it's very pretty and lit up outside, but it can be dark inside. And for those of us in recovery, or maybe people who are sober curious, trying to get sober, people struggling with their mental health, people trying to recover from, you know, various forms of trauma, just anyone trying to fucking heal, really, the holidays can feel tough. There's pressure that comes with it. And I know that for a lot of people, family stuff can even be triggering. Best of times, worst of times, baby. This is my fourth holiday season, sober. And uh, I preface this like I do with every single episode, basically, in content I create to say I'm not an expert. I'm just a girl with a microphone talking about her life. Here are a few things that I have found helpful that, um, hey, maybe they will work for you if you're worried about getting through the holiday season sober. And keep in mind, I am not in a program, so my language might differ from those in a 12-step. And if you have a sponsor and that is a good working relationship, you know, lean on that. You know what's working for you. I'm not in that program, so it's not something that I'm going to reference, but just want to put that, you know, disclaimer out there. One of the first things that I have found really helpful, um, particularly as I grow more secure in my identity as a sober person, is knowing my limits and my boundaries. Early in recovery, you might not know where those limits lie, and that can be scary. In the beginning, I just totally cocooned myself. I've said this over and over again, but You know, I didn't know what I could handle, where I could go, who I could be with. So I really just would doodle on my iPad and just stay in my bed and watch TV for the first month. I I really kept it like I'm not leaving my my comfort safety zone of my bedroom, Um, you know, besides work. But I went to a company holiday party when I was roughly three months sober and it was my first kind of test, really. I wasn't really out and loud about my recovery at work, so I was pretty nervous going in because it felt like an environment that I could relapse in. I didn't think I was going to, and I was obviously going in with the mindset like, I'm happy to be sober, I'm grateful to be sober, but that's a fear. Like, that is a very real fear that that's a a place where something like that could happen. You could have a slip-up. Nobody there knows. There's an open bar. So I made it a point to quickly say that I didn't drink when I was there. I didn't over explain it. I wasn't like, hey, I'm a recovering alcoholic and I'm literally still a baby in sobriety. I'm just three months. And, you know, I didn't I didn't over explain myself because I didn't need to like right time and a place for things. I went to the open bar with a coworker, and I said, do you have any non-alcoholic options? I don't drink. And it was fine. Another coworker actually also didn't drink for health reasons. So we both got like a little mocktail. Like I didn't need to run my mouth like I do on this podcast about why I don't drink. All I had to say was, I don't drink. What are your options? And it was good because I set up the expectation for myself at the beginning of the night. I said, I don't drink. And I said that and had a witness to it. And if someone pushes you on it, like that's a weird sign about them anyway, that they're not going to be a safe space for you. But you can always say health reasons. You don't owe anybody the full story of your recovery. Just keep it basic. Have a script going in. Have the line that you're going to be comfortable with. Practice it before going in. And I think just having that sort of already prepped can also alleviate some of that anxiety. You know, another reason this time can be tough, and it's something that I have personally been struggling with, is that it's a really booze-heavy time, and it can feel like everybody and everything surrounding the holidays has to do with drinking and cocktails and be merry and be drunk, and 
And that can feel very alienating, like you are missing out. And it's upsetting to feel left out. We don't like it. It, it feels like a, a, like, a, like a childhood thing of like being picked last for kickball or something. You know, it's just, it doesn't feel good. Nobody feels good when they feel like they're the odd man out. For me, and the thing I've been having to deal with and really take a step back and work on letting go of is that um, seeing so much about alcohol during this time makes me angry. And I know that's a personal issue and I can't put that on other people, but it's the reality. I've definitely felt angrier this holiday season than I did previously. And it's, you know, due to a lot of personal stuff I've got going on and the pain and grief that I'm witnessing with people I love. But this anger, it's not good and it's also not healthy. I can't let, um, you know, a stupid everything happens for a Riesling dish towel that I see at Home Goods ruin my day. That's another addiction to feeling angry and to blaming and to misery. I can't do that shit either. It's hard when something that caused you so much hurt and so much destruction or for people with loved ones who have struggled with addiction and, you know, they, you know the hurt that it's caused you and the trickle-down effects of it. Um, it can be hard to not be mad at the glorification of alcohol, especially during the holidays when it feels like it's even more in our faces. So something I have been trying to do is I have been trying to visualize a balloon Visualize that balloon and my anger and taking all of my anger and screaming into the balloon. (laughs) Screaming all of that anger, that frustration, that bitterness, that pain into that balloon. And then taking the balloon and letting it go. And you know, it doesn't always work, but I have to try. I have to try because it's, it's, it's not gonna, it's not going to help me. For the holiday time, specifically, this anger isn't doing anything. It's just making things worse for me. So I, I try to look at the influx of alcohol stuff and remember that this is a choice I made for myself. I didn't make it for the rest of the world. And that can be difficult. Um, you know, it's a, not a perfect analogy, but almost like people who go vegetarian or vegan, like it's a singular choice for singular reasons. And, um, and it can feel like personal right it can feel personal when you made this choice this empowered choice and it's making you feel better and you feel like you have you know unlocked all these things and it can it can be difficult to not want to share that with everybody else especially when you feel like it's making your life better and other people's lives better too but it's yours so it's not fair to be mad at the person at the holiday party who makes a joke about like only being there for the open bar you know just blow up your anger balloon and let it go because this has nothing to do with you. Another survival tip and maybe more actionable, maybe easier than letting go of anger, (laughs) letting go of the anger that consumes you, um, would be just to have your go-to non-alcoholic drinks with you at gatherings. Bring them so you don't have to worry about someone providing them. I love a hot cocoa, love a sparkling water, a juice, a fizzy juice. Bring it with you to the party or the dinner or let the host know, and make sure that there's something for you. It helps with that whole left out feeling. Maybe make a cool mocktail, you know? The ritual of it can feel fun. I'm personally um, not someone that's really into the non-alcoholic spirit wine kind of thing. Um, I know a lot of people like them. I'm just not into the idea of like having something that tastes like the thing that, you know, 
caused me a lot of pain and, and destruction. Um, but there there are plenty of people that enjoy it. So um, if that's something that you like, bring that. The point is just have a replacement. BYOB, right? Bring your own beverage. It's such a small thing, but it really can make a difference. You know, you pour it into the same kind of cup that everybody else is using and it can help, like I said, make you feel less like you are alone. Um, and also you're not alone, right? Like you not drinking alcohol isn't doesn't mean you are alone. You're all just people eating, drinking, gathering together, having fun, talking about things like you not drinking alcohol is such a tiny, tiny, tiny thing that it, it, it shouldn't make you feel alone, but it can and it does. So, you know, have a replacement. Also, kind of on that, I think it's really important to remind yourself that fun is a concept that you get to redefine. And what you used to think was fun, especially if alcohol was involved, eventually led you to a place that was like the complete opposite of fun. Getting fucked up and having no memory of what you did or what you said and feeling like garbage the next morning and being anxious, that's not fun. No matter what society has tried to brainwash us into thinking. You know, some of the times that I have laughed the hardest have been playing Jackbox with my family, totally sober. So I think you have to think about what brings you joy, true, actual joy, what like lightens your spirit and you laugh and you smile and you feel good and you feel safe. I think safety and fun, it it can seem kind of like everyone thinks like fun is like being wild. But for me, when I feel really safe, that's when I'm able to have the most fun too. So lean into those places, those people, those activities. You are not obligated to do something fun, and I'm using air quotes, fun, that doesn't actually make you feel good at all. Take breaks, especially if you have to be... If you have an obligation, like let's say you have a family obligation, you have to be somewhere that you know is going to be triggering or difficult or hard to get through, take breaks, you know, go to the bathroom, bring your phone, listen to, you know, 10 minutes of your podcast, your favorite podcast, plug this one, no, I'm just kidding, listen to a podcast that makes you feel good, listen to some music, whatever, so you're in the bathroom for 10 minutes, tell people you had diarrhea, like they won't ask any more follow-up questions. Take, take breaks, right? Maybe, you know, volunteer to go run and grab something for the grocery store if that's not going to stress you out, right? Like if going there is not going to stress you out. Take breaks and remove yourself when you can feel yourself getting really stressed if you can. Go for a walk. Sometimes I really think it's about just redirecting and when we can kind of feel ourselves getting overstimulated, stepping away. All of these things take practice and there's no perfect way to have a sober holiday. There's no perfect way to do life. There's no perfect way to be a person. Like we're all just fucking up and trying and doing our best and being human beings who are, you know, multifaceted and blah, 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 you know, boring, <laughs> boring, human humanity, boring. Okay. Um, but I think that those things can at least like help you get through it. And to know that like it's just a day like I remember having it may have been it was I think it was my first Thanksgiving sober and the actual like day and all that stuff was fine. Um, But I was pretty early on in recovery like I was you know I got sober end of September so Thanksgiving so I was really 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 a baby in it and I I hadn't like fully talked about like how much 
shit had happened to me. You know what I mean? It was it was like, oh, I'm not drinking anymore and try. I was I was kind of like easing into it. And the actual holiday was fine. But I remember traveling was really difficult because I just saw every single sign I saw in the airport was like about drinking alcohol and I was nervous to fly. And it just kept, it just felt like minute by minute. And I just kept checking my app to see like how much time I had. And it was just like, you know, gritting my teeth and knuckle, you know, white knuckling it. And I think the good thing is you don't have to do that forever. Anything in the beginning, learning a new skill is hard in the beginning. It takes time. And a lot of times in the beginning, we feel overwhelmed and like we're never going to master it. Like whenever I start a new job, I feel so stupid for the first three months. Like I feel completely inadequate. My self-esteem kind of goes down. And it's because you're learning a new skill and you're in a new environment and you are adjusting. And that is makes us feel very vulnerable. And so when you do new things, especially sober, it's vulnerable. And vulnerability is not comfortable for a lot of us. But you will grow comfortable in it and then you'll find your strength in it. Just those deep breaths and take it day by day, minute by minute. I hope some of that could be helpful. Listen to your favorite, you know, sober podcasters. I'm not even just like joking to be like me, you know, listen to sober people, read some sober literature, like have your toolbox ready if you think it's going to be difficult. And remember, it's just a fucking day. You know, that's what I always say with like, New Year's, like I hate New Year's. I really hate New Year's. I've always hated New Year's, like way before alcohol entered my life. And um, because I never really want to do anything. And then I feel like I'm, you know, less than because I don't like to go out and do big, crazy things. And then you feel like you're missing out, but I don't actually want to be doing anything. And then I feel like something's wrong with me. And it's all made up. (laughs) Everything is made up. The stories we tell ourselves, made up. Holidays, made up. The things society tells you about what you should be doing on holidays. Made up. Everything is fake. (laughs) You know? So just like remind yourself of that. You know, just be like, everything is made up. So you make up what you want in this world. You know what I mean? I mean, except for like science and facts. Like let's get get back to believing science and facts. um, Because it has become really easy for people to just go, that's not real about literal proven facts. So, you know, some things are real. I take it back, walking it back, walking it back. Um, but the stories we tell ourselves about who we should be and how we should feel, that has room, right, to change and to adapt. So, you know, give yourself grace. You got this. I believe in you. And I'm really proud of you no matter what happens. I'm grateful that you are here. You are listening. So um, I will see you next week. Probably. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everyone.